Hey, before this episode starts, I just wanted to give a shout out to our sources. We forgot to mention it while we were recording the first time. So this episode on the Detroit Caesars, we got information from Wikipedia and a blog on the Detroit Caesars, detroitcaesars.weebly.com, by a gentleman named Mac Beaker of Lake Leelanau, Michigan. So uh, tune in. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Lost Teams podcast. I am your co-host Anthony Cherdelli. Here with me again today, as usual, is my fellow co-host Andrew Lennox. Andrew, how's life? Ah, uh, it's going well. How you doing? Doing well. A little sleepy, but uh, feeling pretty good. I feel like I got enough coffee in me to uh, to get some energy up there and and uh, talk about some some lost teams. <laughs> yeah, it sounded like you had a late night with the, with the toddler. <laughs> Hashtag toddler problems. Right. That's well, uh, I'm embarrassed that I even did that. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, what team you got uh, for us today? Well, this team might throw you for a loop here. Something totally different than what we've done before. Um, the uh, this team is called the Detroit Caesars. The Detroit Caesars, and what sport are they in? They were a professional softball team uh, that began playing in the American Professional Slow Pitch. Softball league that began in 1977. Slow pitch too. Wow, yeah. that is <laughs> that is gonna be is gonna be interesting. I'm I'm already wondering if the if they were sponsored by Little Caesars. Well, I mean, come on, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, just like the hockey team, the uh, youth hockey team, the Detroit. League. Right. They actually had this pretty much the same colors, which is funny. That baby blue and orange. Interesting. I wonder if yeah. the hockey, t- I mean, well, we'll get into that. So no, I, I played, I played them in AAA hockey, little Caesars. They had the exact same colors. So did I, we play, I played against them. Uh, when I was 14, we, we, yeah. made, we made nationals and I played oh, 15, 15. We made nationals and yeah, I played, ahead, sir. I, we played against them in our, uh, in the nationals and lost, I think like five to two, but we had a, a goal disallowed in like the first sad that I remember this. 30 something 50 19 years later wow 19 years really that, that would an old dude yeah i'm 34 so 19 plus 15 is 34 holy shit that can't I, my mind is blown sorry okay um yeah, I, I just remember the colors <laughs> as being like the most yeah like ah. baby blue and orange with like the orange script across the center kind of ridiculous but also kind of cool just unique you know yeah, I mean, they're a legendary uh, youth hockey program in the United States. People move there to right. run all around the country to, to, to play. So I uh, right, right. can't hate on them too much. Right, for sure. Um, let's, so, let's talk some softball. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the league was formed by uh, a former World Football League executive. His name was Bill Byrne. Um, he eventually would go on to found the Women's Professional Basketball League. Um, I'm not sure when that came into existence, but didn't know there was a league before the WNBA. So that was pretty cool to learn. Might have to do one of those teams coming up too. Also interesting that we're doing a men's softball team, but we also have done a women's baseball team. Right, right. Back to the Caesars. The, uh, for, uh, actually, the former New York Yankees great, uh, Whitey Ford, was the commissioner. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so they had some good things going. Uh, there, there were... Um, actually several teams that um, came and went during the league's tenure um, that included some pretty funny names like the Cincinnati Suds. Oh, 
the Kentucky bourbons, the Milwaukee slits. Gotcha. Uh, which I'm assuming is the beer, the beer that's brewed there. Uh, the Minnesota goofies. <laughs> and then another Minnesota team named the Norsemen who had actually, there's a junior team there now called the Norsemen uh, junior hockey team. Wow. So heavily, mostly beer and pizza influence. They knew where their, uh, their audience is at. Right. Yeah, no. So yeah, it was had some pretty cool names. There, there was several other teams, but I thought these were the best names. Um, so, uh, so prior to the existence of the Caesars, the um, actually softball in, um, I don't know if it was all of Michigan, but at least in Detroit, um, it was a, like a softball hotbed. Interesting. Yeah. So there was many teams that um, would actually go and win amateur national championships. So they already had like a, you know, a base that could potentially be successful with what they had going there in Detroit. Um, as, as we talked about, uh, Little Caesars Pizza was a huge um, sponsor of softball locally. So it made sense for Mike Illich, the, uh, the owner that owned, owns the pizza chain. He's passed away, I think in 2017, mm-hmm. but he, um, yeah, he was big into sponsoring tournaments and whatnot and teams in, in the Michigan area. Wait, so and, I never, I never put, I mean, I knew Mike Illich was an owner, obviously the Red Wings and was uh-huh. he the Pistons or was he did Detroit he own, Tigers, Detroit Tigers. And that, that, didn't he own like a team in Tampa? Maybe not. I might I don't be wrong. Think so. Um, but, uh, I did never put two and two together that he was the owner of Little Caesars. Yep. He well, the arena is Little Caesars. Yes. I me dumb. Can't figure <laughs> out. The new arena. I, I don't know <laughs> if it's a, it's not that new anymore. Well, it's what, five, six years probably? Yeah, I want to say it was like eighteen or nineteen it opened, I think. Yeah. But uh so the uh yeah, so he ended up this was his I think second team he might have owned in Detroit like there was a, a a team called the Detroit Drive I think it might have been like a indoor football league or soccer team or something I, can't I think remember. they were an arena arena football league team yeah I could be wrong with it he owned it but I think I through my research I think I saw something about that but um yeah like I said uh Tigers and Red Wings owner and um the team actually played at uh, Memorial Field in East Detroit which um, I don't know much about Detroit, so I don't know if that's a good or bad area, but um, they signed uh, former, some former Detroit Tigers uh, like Jim Northrup, Jim Price, Mike Stanley, and Norm Cash. I don't wow. know any of those players, but maybe you do. Mike Stanley, well, it's probably not the Mike Stanley I'm thinking of. There was or, a Mike, I'm sorry, Mickey Stanley. Mickey okay. Stanley. There was a Mike Stanley who used to play catcher for the Red Sox back in the in – the, uh, Glory days of the uh, mid '90s. Mm, gotcha. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. So they they had some obvious talent coming in, um, but these players actually played more of like a part time role, like part promotional role. And the team would attack the stadium that they were playing in, sometimes getting over ten thousand fans at standing room capacity. Man, so, that yeah. that is just I can't imagine. Must have been just a uh, a stadium full of dudes with beer bellies in their 30s to 60s uh, right. maybe 70s well you know come to think of it that sounds like most major sports stadiums in america so 
yeah, I don't I don't know what the demographics were, but you, you, that sounds about right for sure. Uh, yeah, so I mean, off the jump, they were doing pretty well. Um, so besides these uh, former Major League Baseball players that I mentioned, the Caesars had five other players that later on ended up in the National Softball Hall of Fame. Ah, yeah, and there is one I, of those. There is. <laughs> There's a Hall exists. of Fame for everything, man. That's that's <laughs> there really is. I think. I, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Uh, and one, I, I had to throw this in there. I, I, I know I didn't write all the players down, but um, one of the players, you'll find this funny. Maybe no one else was, but Tex Collins was one of the names. And I feel like Tex is a name we always find somehow. So hot right stores. now, Tex. Because <laughs> yeah. in your, the last uh, one you presented. Tex Ricard. Uh, Tex, remember? Yeah, yeah. Tex, yeah, Tex Ricard. Tex yeah. Ricard, the... Uh, owner of the old Madison square garden. And there's like, I'm sure there was another Tex. Oh, t- uh, well, we didn't talk about this, but Tex Schramm, I think is early popular name in the NFL. Yeah. And it's just like, it seems like it's a name that didn't go past the seventies. <laughs> Probably not. I heard an, <laughs> I heard a seventies name. Uh, one of the kids at the park the other day was named Rhett R H E T T. I was like, that is Rhett. a very Canadian huh. or eighties name that maybe is making a comeback. Huh. Rhett Warner. Wasn't there a hockey player named that? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I had no idea where he played, but I just remember <laughs> that name for some reason. Uh, so back to the Caesars and pizza. And uh, so Mike Illich was huge into this team. Um, he, he signed some of his players through the Little Caesars company, um, and they were paid 25000 to 30000 Um several players on the team and I don't think all of them, but uh, the major league baseball minimum in 1977 was $19,000 a year. Oh, that is impressive. And also in the seventies, I mean, 25, what would you say? 25 to 35,000. It's more than what it's worth now. And it's in Detroit. I don't know if Detroit was seventies. I mean, the, the auto industry kind of collapsed in the like sixties and seventies. Right. So maybe the cost of living there was still, Maybe yeah, I think high. Detroit was, yes, started seeing a big downturn in the 70s. Yeah. Um, I think it like in the 50s, it was just like booming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in post-war 40s, 30s, 40s, 50s, I mean, that's pre-war, but like 40s, 50s, I think it was was its heyday. Yeah, I th- I've heard it's starting, I've heard that it's starting to recover a bit, but I'm not sure. I've, I don't think I've ever even been there. I've been to the airport. I think that's it. I've been to like Northern Michigan, but not, not Detroit, but anyways. Um, so yeah, so there were some guys make some bank. Um, the general manager's name was Gary Vito, um, who eventually would work for the Tigers in their front office. And he died in 2001. Um, so they're going into their first season. They posted a record of 42 and 14. Wow. Very successful. Uh, and in their first series versus the Chicago Storm, the Caesars blasted 49 home runs, winning three of four games in the series. 49 home runs in one series? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That is just – I mean, that is what softball is. Just swing a golf swing and try to hit a home run every time. That's like – if you 
this yeah. is like I played I played a couple of years maybe yeah like a couple of years between when I lived in Boston and when I moved here I played a couple seasons of like hybrid slash fast pitch softball mm-hmm. and it's like I was I mean playing baseball I was a pitcher and when I was younger I was a decent hitter but I was like a contact hitter I would I would I would hit singles and then mm-hmm. some doubles and I didn't hit home runs and I kind of took that same approach to softball and my teammates were like dude, you got to swing hard. Like you swing for a home run. You got to like try to hit a home run every time. I was like, well, I'm going to look like an idiot if I strike out in fucking softball. Like, give me a break. And like, sure enough, the one, especially the one here, I know this is a little bit of a, I've got to go on this tangent about softball because I've got a love-hate relationship with it. So oh, when, I, cool. when I was in Boston, I was asked to play on a team that one of the guys, one of my coworkers found out I'd played college baseball and he's like, Oh, you want, you want to play on the team? And I was like, ah, not really. But since the guy was like basically my boss, I said, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, our team, our, the average age of our team was probably like 65. This is oh, football. All you the teams, been a superstar. All the, oh, I, I was seriously, all the teams I played against were like in their thirties and forties and like oh. guys could throw like fast and yeah. playing softball our pitcher our main pitcher was like almost in his 80s and like oh my god i i they put me in all the positions where you had to like basically you had to be the most athletic so i played like shortstop and center field and like every every when we inevitably just get lit up i would just like be watching the pitcher in case like i mean is this guy gonna keel over he is not he is really old yeah why would you guys play in that league i don't know i mean it was just, it was a pretty interesting experience i mean I, I don't regret playing but i do at the same time it was yeah. pretty rough uh that's funny but then when i moved here one of my baseball teammates because uh, I, I went to co- play college baseball here uh, mm-hmm. one of my buddies asked me to play in like his league and it was it was hybrid so it was not slow pitch it was not fast pitch the rules don't really matter but it was a lot of like minor league former minor league baseball players and like hollywood industry people i think i played i played against tony danza in one game um but that was just all (laughs) swinging for the fences tony danza by the way wore i'm pretty sure like a tank top sweatpants and then like aviator sunglasses for the whole game well do you do you remember like the uh i don't know if you ever watched who's the boss but um Back in the eighties, he he's sliding in like head first yeah. into <laughs> to like home. He might home have been a, he might have been on that Hollywood stars team that um <laughs> that the the women's professional the, the silver bullets played. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he was. Yeah. Um, um uh, Shannon might might remember playing against him if she still listens to this podcast. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I played against him, but everybody swung for the fences except for me. And I, after a while, I was like, this is, uh, I don't really enjoy softball. <laughs> you were like the Tony Gwynn of softball? Yeah. People, and my, and my buddy was like, dude, you're a big guy. You're strong. You should just swing for home runs. I'm like, no, because I'm just going to hit the ball to the warning track. And I'm gonna, never going to get a hit or I'm going to strike out in this like hybrid style. And I'm just going to look like, yeah. that. oh, last thing about this. I thought that I would play, I would like, wouldn't have this problem with like the age of my team. And for the most mm-hmm. part, I didn't when I moved to LA, except for our pitcher who was somehow older than the pitcher we had in Boston. And, but he was notorious because he used to travel around the country when he was like in his, in his heyday, when he was young with like a barnstorming softball team that like, like the globetrotters of softball. But He's like, probably in this hall of fame. He might be. I'll, I'll try to remember his name by the time we, uh, by the time we finished this, but can, sorry for the long, for the long detour, but continue. continue. No, it was a good story. It was relatable to what we're talking about. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. So continue with little Caesars and I'll, I'll, uh, 
I'm going to just try to figure out what this guy's name was. All right. Uh, so after their first series, uh, the Chicago owner who, who they just played, Lou Knudsen, said they've got a bunch of guys who stand 6'4 and weigh about 280 pounds, and they walk up there and whack it out of sight every time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he, he So he proposed modifying the stadiums after the first weekend. <laughs> I mean, that's that, that's pretty. That's like Tiger Woods. Only your whole team, like instead of Tiger Woods proofing your golf course, your little your uh, Detroit Caesars proofing your softball fields. Right, right. So, so listen, this stat or these stats, um, individual individual stats, I should say. Um, Ron Ford was one of the players on the team. I'm not sure what position he played or whatever, but his batting, he had a 607 batting average oh. with 85 home runs and. 184 B 184 RBIs. And that, and that would be in let me do the math here. I suck at math, but uh fifty-six games. <laughs> that, that shouldn't even be a sport. Like everyone's either striking out or hitting home runs and running and like jogging around the bases. I did anybody even have to run in this league? I don't think so. <laughs> it's just home run. And then they, they get to home plate and they had to do keg stands at the end. There. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, I mean, if that's true, that's unbelievable. I don't know, but that would be pretty cool. That'd that's more, that's more athletic than anything else they were doing. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's a pretty successful first season. They actually ended up beating a team called the Baltimore monuments in the championship in 1977. Wow. Yeah, so the next season, Illich added even more firepower to this team, bringing in four more players from an amateur Detroit national championship team. Um, Apparently, the city of Detroit is just a massive producer of amazing softball players. Um, So uh, they would uh, once again win the title in 1978. Um, And one one funny story in 1978 – Mike Illich offered to offered a thirty thousand dollar con, thirty thousand for a contract of Joe of Joe Pipitone um, of another team on the Trenton Statesman, and this offer was actually rejected. And I think didn't Joe Pepitone play for the Yankees? Yeah, that sounds very familiar. For a second, I thought he was an actor too. Speaking of actors, but I think I think you're right. No, the only reason I remember that name, I because I mean this name's before I was Joe Pepitone and. Um, I think in Seinfeld, one of them, the, the characters were wearing a Joe Pepitone jersey or something like that. He was a first baseman, played for the Yankees for seven seasons. Astros, okay, was right. Cubs, uh, Atlanta Braves, and then the Yakult Adams, which I have no idea what. Oh, is that the Japanese? It's Tokyo. Okay, so it's to, it's the Japanese baseball okay. team. Um, yeah, so I, I remember the name from a Seinfeld episode. That's the only reason. For that name. <laughs> Sounded like he was had a solid career. Oh, I just found uh, so this is you're right. I just looked it up. Pepitone has been mentioned in at least five episodes of shows written or produced by Larry David. So makes sense. I, I love Larry <laughs> David, so that completely makes sense. <laughs> All right. So uh in 1979, the Caesars had a ton of injuries, and unfortunately they were unable to three-peat. Um, the Milwaukee Schlitz actually won the title, knocking off the Kentucky Bourbons. Um, and this was actually on ESPN, the World wow. Series. That was 1970, what year? Or 1979. So that was, yeah. ESPN only started, I think, in 76. And they were known. Yeah. I'm, 
Yeah, they they said it was like near the start of yes, seventy nine. So the same year, and they just yeah. would air whatever sport they could find because they needed to have. They were they're going to be a twenty four hour sports network. They needed to find sports, so that's why they got yeah. the reputation of airing so many obscure sports. Right, right. The Pro Beach Hockey League. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that was in the nineties, but. Um, yeah, I, I can't imagine what other sports were on there, but I'm sure bowling, obviously. Oh, there was some, I, I read the book. If you read the book, I think it's called These Guys Have All the Fun about uh-huh. the history of ESPN. Um, it's incre- It's a very good book. You get a lot of interesting anecdotes about like basically the whole, it was you know, since, until maybe like 08 or 09. It was pretty, it was within the last decade or so that it was published. Cool. Yeah, I'll check that out. That sounds inter- like I'd enjoy that. Um Back to the Caesars, um, the uh, so there was several rule changes um, going into this season. Also, uh, the dimensions of the field were changed to p- promote less power in the <laughs> game. Yeah, there you go. Which was probably a smart move. Let's be honest. Yeah, someone needs to run at some point. Right, right, and can, can you imagine guys stealing bases in this league? Just. <laughs> <laughs> non-existent no the catcher just like underhands it back to, to the second baseman because the guys are so slow yeah <laughs> um so th- this is ridiculous detroit and chicago uh two of the teams in the league obviously had to use uh different balls during home games what yeah well, why I couldn't find much on it, but I'm thinking it's just because of the dimensions of the stadiums. Like Mike Illich was probably stubborn as hell and wouldn't change the dimensions, I'm guessing. So they made them use like a incredible ball, the soft squishy ones. <laughs> yeah, a wiffle ball. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. So things kind of started going downhill after that year with the rule changes and them not being able to three P. They had a you know, they had strong attendance, a ton of fan interest, but uh Mike Illich was still losing money on the team. And plus the Cleveland team owner Ted Stepien intended to split the young professional sport and trying to form a new league, which the owner of the Pittsburgh Hard Hats challenged in court. Um Stephen however you say his name, even offered to buy the uh Caesars from Illich for a hundred thousand dollars. But Illich would not sell the team, team and the Caesar's name. Wow, that's uh, that's stubborn. I mean, he spent. He's probably losing money because he spent so much money on the roster twenty five, thirty, or thirty five thousand dollars a uh, a year with all those guys is pretty is pretty big spend for a a, a fledgling league. Right, and you gotta like. I'm I'm sure like they were selling dollar tickets. You know. Mm-hmm. Probably dollar beers. Yeah, I mean, probably BYOB. Yeah, that's very possible too. Uh, yeah, so, and then unfortunately, with all this fighting, Illich disbanded the Caesars, the Caesars after three seasons. Yep, that makes sense. Yeah, and an interesting quote I found was from Joe Falls, um, just describing what he saw at games. Um, Joe Falls from the Detroit Free Press columnist. Or I'm sorry, he's a Detroit Free Press columnist. He wrote in 1977, I finally got my first look at the the Detroit Caesar softball team, and I'm not surprised anymore at these at those big crowds they've been getting for their games. It, it's just plain fun watching them play. 
They've created a carnival-like setting at Memorial Field on the east side in which everyone seems to become part of the action, drinking beer, eating pizzas, and hooting and hollering at the action. Oh, wow. I mean, that sounds like a fun, fun atmosphere to be in. Right. Yeah. So um, there was, you know, I, I said, I mentioned that, that they were trying to start or break off from Ted Steffian, tried to break off, you know, from this league. And there was some other leagues that came after and, um, but then nothing really <laughs> seemed to have stuck like, you know, the league, this league, the American professional slow pitch softball league. So, yeah. Uh, so they had some success for a few years, but sounded unfortunately like the owners of some of these teams didn't get along at all. It always, it feels like it always happens to those fledgling leagues. I'm surprised somebody wanted to split off and start a new league so soon after they had just started. It's like, usually that happens. I mean, maybe it happens in young, in, in the life of like younger major leagues in, in history, but it seems like a bad move. <laughs> well, and from, I mean, from my research, it sounded like later on, you know, just the fact that Cleveland and Detroit had to use different balls during home games. So I'm guessing they were the two best teams and there was probably a rivalry between Stefan and Illich that caused riff, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I'm trying to find, I've, I haven't found the name of the guy I played softball with. Um, <laughs> my, my co my old buddy hasn't texted me back yet, but I will. Charlie, uh, Charlie Huff. And his name was Bob, I want to say, or, or I want to say it was Bob, but like the knuckleballer softball player, yeah. pitcher. It's definitely not him. He was, <laughs> he's like, he almost, this guy would almost get in fights with, with like the opposing teams too. So I, I, I looked, I uh, actually looked up, uh, I don't know, for, so I was so bored one day and I was just looking up like old baseball players and I, I came across Charlie Huff. Well, he was a manager for a while. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, and, but he, I think he might've pitched for the Marlins in like their first season and he literally looked like he was 80 years old. <laughs> yeah, you're right. 1993, 94, where he would have been 40, um, uh, he was born in 48. So that would make him, I'm so bad at math on the fly. Yeah, I can't help 50, you at all. <laughs> for I think for like forty six maybe forty seven that nobody I I'm not I'm gonna leave this in so people can know how bad I am at math. <laughs> pre algebra, uh, yeah, in past pre algebra, yeah I I did I made it to to pre calculus but oh. I I didn't retain any of it. No. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, I think that'll do it for uh, this episode. Thank you, Andrew, for telling us about the Detroit Caesars and the uh, softball league. That was very interesting. Brought back some dramatic memories for me, for sure. <laughs> uh, where can they find you on Twitter and, and what are you up to lately? Uh, not really up to much, but uh, you can find me at, at A-W-L-E-N-N. That's A-W-L-E-N. And you can find me at Delhi Tweets on Twitter. That's D-E-L-L-I-T-W-E-E-T-S. And you can find me at The Media Deli on Instagram. If Instagram has not suspended my account for some unknown reason, uh, it's, uh, it's frustrating. I don't know what's going on, but just uh, that's where you can find me. Well, hopefully that doesn't happen. Yeah, I could care less. I've almost thought about deleting this Instagram account because nobody looks at it anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to inundate people who follow my regular Instagram account with like the, those posts. So, Oh, whatever. Uh, who cares? Oh, well. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Everyone well, else does it. 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, guys, we'll uh, have a good uh, have a good week, and we'll see you later. Have a good one, guys. Thank you.